Nitroglycerin added. Yes, that nitroglycerin blows each kernel up to several times its normal size, and you can bet every kernel pops or is at least blown to microscopic particles. So fire up my nitroglycerin popping corn. You'll get a bang out of it, or my name isn't. Arnold Pen Shoulders. I don't know what all that means, do you?
What's up, fantasy champions? Spotlight Sports Network is excited to tell you about an amazing deal from Thrive Fantasy, your place for daily fantasy sports and esports. Right now, with promo code SS Network, Thrive Fantasy will match up to fifty dollars of your first deposit. So go to ThriveFantasy.com and sign up now with promo code SS Network. That's ThriveFantasy.com promo code SS Network. Are you a fan of the Golden Knights? Do you love the Los Angeles Chargers? Well then, my friend, you're in the right place. This is the Snake Sports Talk Show with your host, Jake the Snake Silva. Brought to you by the Spotlight Sports Network. And now, broadcasting live from Las Vegas, the Snake Sports Talk Show with Jake Silva starts now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again. We are back and live on a Wednesday night. This is the Snake Sports Talk Show on the Spotlight Sports Network. We're all over the platform grids. As we are up on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and of course, you can find me on Instagram as well. Like, follow, subscribe, and hit the bell button for all latest notifications on every episode, both past and future. We definitely got you covered here on the spot on the Spotlight Sports Network. There's so much really to kind of go around, and you know, I, I love this time of year when you know postseason baseball is only just getting closer and closer from there, and. You know, and, and it makes me excited for one thing. Um, we know trade deadlines already passed us. And we already know that, um, you know, we already know by the coming months that we're going to be geared up for postseason baseball at some point. And the other part of it is, too, you have the, months of, uh, the month of September next month, which is basically September call-ups. And I do have a real good friend of mine, um, currently in the Pittsburgh Pirates organization in AAA that I'm hoping by the time September comes around and it looks like it's really gearing itself up for it, but hopefully that he gets the phone call to the pros. I think he has worked himself hard to get into this position, and I do think that time will come around once we start to get into the next month. That's what's the most exciting thing about baseball every single year. But we have so much really to talk about. But you know what? I want to start off with this because we just started not too long ago episode of Hard Knocks training camp with the Dallas Cowboys. And everybody loves reality TV, right? We all love some of those dramatizations where a lot's on the line, the grind, the grid, and then not to mention tensions in the locker rooms and all the rest of this other stuff. But this season, this year, is an awful lot of tension on the Dallas Cowboys. And, 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 and again, I've already, I've already broke this division down on Monday, in Monday's episode. The only thing that questions me about Dallas is can they really stop opposing offenses? Because remember, Dallas is a premier franchise. They love to play. They love to pay their players. They love to pay their coaches. That's what they love. It's payday all the way around. And even in a salary cap league, Jerry Jones still finds a way to make a deal, throw the money up out there, and then you're paid. Now we know this whole conversation with Dak Prescott in the pra in the past um, was something that was an ongoing contract situation. And I've said this over and over again. Dak has got to get over the humps. The Cowboys have to get over the humps. They could be such a great team with the amount of money that they have, with the amount of the potentiality they have offensively, defensively. But this is kind of the same similar charade. 
overpaid on average players. You start to hire coaches who are yes men. It's so funny how you could look at this organization, and especially up on Hard Knocks, because Jerry Jones always loves to have his face in the cameras, doesn't he? He always loves to be in every single interview, which becomes the open-minded reality for the Cowboys and for Cowboy fans. You could look at every single Cowboy fan coast-to-coast, nationwide, and they tell you that. There are some that they just... They just love the brand. They just love it. So <laughs> what's going on? And of course, shout out to our good friend, Jeremy Case here from the Case by Case Sports Show here on the Spotlight Sports Network. Um, <laughs> such a great guy, man. I'm glad that he was able to get you know his episodes going on his show. It's an exciting one for Seattle Kraken fans, Denver Broncos, um, San Francisco Giants and even the Denver Nuggets. All of that in one place. You could go to Case by Case Sports Show here on the Spotlight Sports Network. But, uh, you know, other than that, this is why that I said what I said about the Dallas Cowboys in Monday's show. They could either be in third place or they could be tied for second. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. And honestly, there is no no wiggle room around this. Dallas has such a good offensive system. You know what the problem is? They haven't found a replacement for Travis Frederick. The offensive line, this is the year that they have to stay solid. Otherwise, by next year, they're going to have to find some new blood. Because Zach Martin's coming back from an injury that I don't even know how consistent he'll be. And Dak is coming from an injury that kept him sidelined all last year. They had to share the football with uh, Andy Dalton. And now he's a part of the Chicago Bears. And now it's all on Dak. So this is basically where the pressure itself is on. It's on everybody's shoulders. That's why even when you put them on a show like Hard Knocks, there's all sorts of pressures. I don't think we've seen one team, at least one, there may have been a couple, who have even been on hard knocks and have succeeded. We have not seen that. Lots of these teams either either become average teams or they become below average. It's just the open reality of it. Sometimes you look at that with reality TV. You put people on on reality TV, chances are sometimes they might change their characteristic. And sometimes they might change change their personality. That's That's ultimately what it is. So the Dallas Cowboys are on the hot seat this year. It's a hard knock season for them. Mike McCarthy's got to make this thing work. And granted, they did get Dan Quinn as a defensive coordinator, which I was actually kind of happy of. Because the fact of the matter is, Mike Nolan is just outdated. Outdated as a defensive coordinator, I don't really think could even come close to shaping into this era of defenses. And at the same time, you're talking about a legendary brand, which really puts on all the pressure. What's going on, Coach Plays? So Dak coming back, offensive line has to be healthy. And here's the other thing. I've already said this several times, the secondaries. Outside of Trayvon Diggs, there is nobody there that I can trust. Nobody. And you think about after Byron Jones went to the AFC East as a member of the Dolphins, got his money's worth. He's the only person really that like the Cowboys could trust. The only one. They couldn't even build a, a, you know, a secondary around him. This is kind of the same thing with how the Cowboys are going to be dealing with Trayvon Diggs. And so, again, you're paying a lot of money to guys like Jalen Smith, Demarcus Lawrence, eventually uh, Leighton Vanderesh, and then you're eventually down the road, you're going to end up having to pay Micah Parsons. But Micah Parsons is a hell of a player. But there is a lot to this than what people think. Cowboy fans could say what they want to even after this episode. But I'm just giving you the big-time reality check. I haven't seen one team since being appeared on Hard Knocks that have been successful. The Rams may have been the exception only because 
you look at Sean McVay, you look at how offensive centric he is as being the future of this league. And then not to mention he had Brandon Staley for one year that turned that defense into the number one defense in the league last year. Now he's a member of the Chargers as a head coach. There were uh, several changes that were happening all around. But the Rams made it in the playoffs. They gave Russell Wilson all sorts of problems in the division series, in that wildcard series. And then, you know, down the road, you change quarterbacks, you get Matthew Stafford into the building. Now let's see what the Rams do. But Dallas has a lot of pressure on their shoulders. And it's a money handful. So it's a hard knock season for them. They cannot disappoint in this division. Because as I've said before, Philadelphia has to clean up the mess that they started. And hopefully Jalen Hurts is everything they asked for. And Devontae Smith stays healthy. And he's a promising wide receiver. Washington, they got such a loaded and stacked defense with Ron Rivera. But the only question mark is the quarterback. I am not sure Ryan Fitzpatrick is really the answer. And then you have Taylor Heineke. The other part of this is, is that anything can happen. And the Giants, it's do or die for Daniel Jones. No more mess-ups. No more miscues. You've got a really good offense. You bring in, you bring in Kyle Rudolph. The defense is shaping up a little better. But Joe Judge is going to start to get serious about this. So that's why I think it'll be interesting. Um, but other than that, this is where they have to really outperform some of these expectations. All right, so um, shifting gears. And, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting how I look at the next, you know, the new NFL season. Because... It's always a new story every year, no matter what, no matter where you look at it. But the story, of course, and I'm not just bringing this story up just because I'm a fan or anything else. But I remember talking about Monday when I recap the Hall of Fame enshrinement with Peyton Manning and the only two quarterbacks left in this league is Tom Brady and Big Ben. That's the only two. People can say what they want to about Philip Rivers lingering on and he wants to maybe possibly come back if the Colts really need him. But I don't think that might happen. And then you start to look at what's the case for Aaron Rodgers. That may be the other lasting quarterback that you have in this league. But we already know he's gearing up and he's playing his last year with the Green Bay Packers. That's not changing. And then eventually he's going to move on. But you are looking at the era of now with all these top-tier quarterbacks. We do this all the time, every different era, whether it was the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, the 10s, and then here we are into the 20s. What's going on, Ray? What's happening? And this is what's so exciting about this era of football. It's so offensive-centric to the quarterback and wide receiver and to the head coach. We witnessed this with... Um, we witnessed this with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes all the time. And you know, it's funny. I could look at every single tier of quarterbacks, every single one of them in this era, because this, this is the era set this year. Like these are all of the top tier quarterbacks. Like you can't, you can't break them out of it. So this is what I name off. Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, um, Justin Fields. There's an awful lot of really good young quarterbacks. And there are still some, you know, that you could question Jared Goff for one. Who knows how he'll perform in Detroit? He's going to have a handful in that division. Tua. You're hoping that the hip itself is healthy enough he'll make plays. And not to mention Brian Flores giving him the confidence to make play, to go out there, execute the plays, and don't make mistakes. The other part of it is, look at Mac Jones. Interestingly enough, how New England is going to handle their quarterback situation between him and Cam Newton. I already know how I feel about Cam. 
You're only going to get so much out of Cam until you're going to want to look for the next big thing. But then, down the list, Dak Prescott. Um, I'd have to see how Jalen Hurts really produces his first full year as starting quarterback. And I know what a lot of people are going to say about Carson Wentz in Indianapolis and Ryan Tannehill researching his career until he's up to this point. But the only story headline about this era of quarterbacks is Patrick Mahomes versus Justin Herbert. This is what's going to be the most exciting thing. Because also, too, even lingering on in this division, like, you got Derek Carr, who is very consistent with his numbers. You know what the problem is? He just can't get consistency with his organization. That's the problem. They went 6-3 and three last year until they ended up going 1-6 late in the season. And they lost a lot of their games. They missed out on the playoffs. Now defense is reshaped with Gus Bradley. So let's see how serious they get. And not to mention, you got to have big-time years out of Henry Ruggs and a lot of other players who disappointed. So that's the time of now where they really have to step things up. And the, and the Broncos, Broncos are not interested in developing quarterbacks. They are not. They haven't been, and they never will be. That's why they're just waiting for this year. They're going to pend it out as, long, you know, as much as they can. If they get average in their season this year, then the chances are, because there's a lot of lingering on about Aaron Rodgers may potentially going to Denver, which that might still be a possibility. But the way that I look at this and how this league is, is formed up, Josh Allen just got his big-time payday. You're hopefully waiting for Lamar Jackson to get his big payday and Justin Herbert. Patrick Mahomes already got his. Kyler Murray, he's waiting for his. A lot of these other quarterbacks, and they are so good offensively. This is the most exciting era that we'll ever witness in football, even after Brady and Big Ben are gone, when they're retired. Because the NFL is not going to go down. Every year, it seems like it's always trending up. Viewers are going up. Everybody there. So, this is going to be really interesting. It's really going to be interesting. And then not to mention Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson being one of the best top-tier quarterbacks also. And he's in the middle of this era. So, he's witnessing this firsthand where it's moving toward. And you know what's funny about this is that all these quarterbacks that got drafted and they got brought up, they've all have evolved and they've all kind of rallied around what Russ was capable of. That's what's awesome about that. So you are seeing a lot of these quarterbacks developing left and right. But I love this, I love this matchup between Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert only for one reason. They're both in the same division. Um, both of them have capable, strong throwing arms. They throw for accuracy, and they're also very precise in their passes. Very much. What's going on, Water King? What's going on, everybody? What's going on, Nicola? What's going on, Aiden? And it's going to be the most exciting thing. You cannot look at this on paper and not get excited about this. Patrick Mahomes has a brand new offensive line. And plus is hoping that his defense stays consistent. But you still have the playmaker in Andy Reid. You still have all of the tangibles that make Kansas City who they are. The Chargers have revamped themselves with a brand new head coach, a brand new offensive line, uh, a little better of a defense. So let's see where this goes. And if this is something that, you know, you're, you're going to be witnessing this for the next 10, 15 years with both these quarterbacks. And a lot, a lot of the times, I think we get too overhyped about Patrick Mahomes. And it's not to say Mahomes is not a good quarterback because I do think he is a one-of-a-kind. But I think we overhype this and we play around with this way too much. It's where we already nab him as a goat after one Super Bowl. Okay, he still has 10, 15 years. Um, he still has 10, 15 years ahead of him. He still does. Justin Herbert is going to be exactly the quarterback that's a fork in the road for Kansas City. 
and I love storylines like that. I love that. Um, so I think that in in all full honesty, throughout this whole era, you look at all these quarterbacks and where they've started and where they are right now. This is probably going to be the one one of the most entertaining eras we'll ever see in the NFL for the next ten years. Every single one of them. And I guarantee you a lot of these ones, we might predict the outcomes a lot at least one or two out of some of these groups will come away with a Super Bowl victory at some point down the stretch. But it's only gonna get it's only gonna get better from here. Coming up next. Um so you know I mean I I honestly do think that I honestly do think that there is going to be a lot of big time changes for the NBA. And not only that, but as I've said before, because the NBA has always been a player's league, it always has been, always will be. But I'm witnessing exactly, you know, at least a couple of the t- the number t- the 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 top two draft picks this year, Kate Cunningham, and of course the number two overall pick. And they both squared off in the summer league out here in Vegas not too long ago. And this is kind of going to be another shift as we talk about eras of quarterbacks. This is going to be shifts upon eras of teams and not to mention some of these players. But again, this is specifically the reason why, and I will break down why the NBA needs to get smarter and needs to get better when it comes to developing players out of college. Because this is where they just, they do not respect the talents they have in college, in college basketball. They just, they don't. And it's unfortunate the way that things have looked. I will explain about that coming up next. And also I'll talk at least a little bit more hockey stuff and get into as usual, bottom of the hour, my NFL division predictions as we are going up North in the AFC. And we're talking about the AFC North. So you guys do not want to end up missing that. All right. So all of my fantasy, uh, my fantasy players, and everybody all out there who are competitive, loves to win cold, hard cash, there is definitely an app. And also, um, there's also a website that you could go to that's got everything that you could ask for and reloads daily on fantasy sports. It's called thrivefantasy.com. Go up online or download it on your mobile device through Google Play and the App Store. And there are hundreds upon hundreds of different fun pool plays that you guys can get into. And like I said before, week one's only going to be coming around the corner for the NFL. We're only going to get geared up for preseason. And we will have at least a couple of good preseason games, mind you that. Um, But at the same time, it's a lot of fun. And what I've heard from week ones, you could be going into pool plays that you could be winning up to 100 grand in pool play winnings. And you're only signing up and depositing in your 20 bucks. But before you actually get to started playing, use promo code SS network. And what's even better is that thrive fantasy will turn that $20 deposit into 50 bucks in your first play. Sound good. Sounds like a great deal. I think you guys could get a lot for your buck. The second you end up signing up and you end up using promo code SS network, thrivefantasy.com promo code SS network, sign up, get geared up and start playing today. Welcome to Hammer's House.
watching your number one source for all things San Francisco Giants, Seattle Kraken, Denver Broncos, and Denver Nuggets. You're tuned in to the Case by Case Sports Show. Presented by the Spotlight Sports Network. And now, from Seattle, Washington, here's your host, Jeremy Case. Once a rate of breath, always a rate of breath. Shit, simple as that. You look silver and black. A lot of bread invested in that old line. Car insurance cost the arm and the leg to reach that gold line. Your place for all things Raiders and all things Trailblazers. Brought to you by the Spotlight Sports Network. Make sure you like, subscribe, and hit the bell for notifications. Now let's go. Oh, man. So much fun stuff that you can look at up here up on sports. And like I said, I mean, I'm so glad that preseason football is getting ready to be right up around the corner with all of us. Jake the Snake Silva here from the Snake Sports Talk Show, back with you guys. And, of course, as we mentioned, get yourselves geared up for T-shirts, hats, and hoodies like this at the SpotlightSportsNetwork.com through the merchandise section powered by Spreadshirt. And rep your favorite shows. And of course, your favorite network here, um, with all of your with all your merchandise needs. And of course, when you do send it, send us in your photos of all of your merchandises, and we could definitely showcase it here on our social media platforms. So, um, yeah. So, like I said, we talked a little bit more about the NBA and just kind of the direction that they that you know the the, the league itself is really kind of getting into. And I'll tell you this. Because you look at how we see the NBA nowadays. It's always a star-driven league. You know, uh, LeBron James and where the Lakers kind of stand at. You already know how I feel. I mean, this is, this is an old team. This is an, a much older team. And a lot of these other young kids. This is why that I've said over and over again that the NBA does not appreciate young talent. We just had the draft not too long ago, and Cade Cunningham and also the number two overall pick, one of the players there, had great games in the summer league. They had really, really good games, and they've also got tons of potential. They've got a ton of upside. And all throughout it, from like all down the roster, it's either superstar or you can't cut it. That's how a lot of them are. And a lot of these developmental organizations, Sacramento, Charlotte, Orlando, um, Indiana for one, there are a ton of different developmental organizations there. And all they do is develop these young players and these kids out of the G League, out of college, and out of different places. And what's funny about this is, is that there is a truckload of them. Not a whole lot get big-time gigs. But there are a ton of role players that can come off the bench, give you important minutes, give you important shots, important rebounds, and etc. They'll find any way to contribute. But I just look at this, that the, that the NBA, and what differs so far from the NFL, is the NFL, you could get two, three-year, if not all four-year uh, college players 
out of the college level. They get drafted into the NFL, and you could develop them very easily. And a lot of these players adapt very quickly. That's why that I'm so excited with the new era of quarterbacks the second that Brady and Big Ben retire because the league itself is not going to struggle. They're going to get better and better the more talent has developed. Look at some of the talents in baseball. I know it's a year's worth plan, but we're only waiting for a couple of call-ups. Spencer Torkelson in, in Detroit and Adley Rutschman in Baltimore. You know, and there are so many other prospects there. But as I've said, the Dodgers are so expendable. Um, the Padres, white, uh, uh, Red Sox, and a bunch of other different organizations love developing the farm system. That's just how it is. That's just how they work it. So I'm super excited and stoked for what baseball and NFL have to offer. And here's the other thing. The NHL is almost about in the same similar boat. But even the NHL doesn't have a whole lot of money. They're in a salary cap, like restricted league. And yet somehow, some way, they develop up all these younger players. They go to different places, different destinations, and they just, they thrive. We've had so many of them over the past that that's what the trend is going for. The NBA at some point has got to find a way to really fix this. Because again, this whole one and done deal is absolutely ridiculous. And you look at the pressures of some of these kids by age 16, 17. Most of these kids nowadays are not rational like people. You look, ask them about how they handle financials. I guarantee you, 80, 90% of them have no idea. But we get smarter and smarter every single day when it comes to technology, don't we? Different apps, different avenues, a lot of it. And a lot of players, and you know, a lot of players, and even from what I'm told, a lot of them like to invest in, you know, bitcoins and a lot of other places. They like to in invest in a lot of these virtual coins. I, for one, have not, but I hear it everywhere around me. And it's a fascinating thing. Technology and life itself evolves every year. And it's interesting how this works. But the NBA has got to get better with developing players. There's just so many of them that a lot of them all just basically turn their heads away. And I feel bad for some of these young kids because they want their chances. They want their opportunities. Oh the, oh, the Red Sox just scored 20 runs tonight. Oh, man. Shout out to B uh, Bobby there at Beantown Breakdown. You could catch him as well with all of your Boston sports everywhere in the Massachusetts area there. Definitely check him out for Patriots, Red Sox, Celtics, and, of course, the Boston Bruins at Beantown Breakdown. And this is why that I just think that the NBA won't exactly get as much ratings as people think. And I know a lot of people are kind of tired with, you know, the Lakers. They go and get superstars all the time, but that's always the Lakers' MO. They never like to build a lot of their young core players. They always love picking up superstars, but these superstars are old. They're already past their primes. And eventually, Father Time's going to catch up to LeBron James. It's not a disrespect, but that's over the that's over the years that you play. Our bodies have a tendency to wear and tear and break down. It happens, but you've got to find ways to acclimate to it. You got to find ways to make modest means of adjustments. So the NBA has got to make all these adjustments when it comes to developing players. Because I get sick and tired of sometimes of some of these young kids that you watch. Like, think about it. Cade Cunningham, you know, and the kid that, the, you know, the number two overall pick and Jalen Suggs and a lot of these other guys, all they want is opportunities. All these kids want are opportunities. Are you going to play it more like a sport? This is my rational question. Are you going to play this thing out like a sport? Or are you going to play this out like it's more for popularity? Because if that's the case, then all the NBA really is is just a celebrity's league. <laughs> if you ain't a superstar, you don't make the cut. But if you do, then you're going to get more and more opportunities. That's kind of the reality we look at the NBA. Time now for the hot press. 
All right, so there were a lot of news that was kind of going around here in the league. And so one thing's for sure, uh, the Seattle Seahawks, so there has been rumored sources that they cut defensive end Olden Smith for some off-the-field matters, as sources have been said. Uh, The 31-year-old Smith has faced alcohol and legal issues for much of his NFL career, including an arrest on in April on a second degree battery charge in Louisiana. Um, so, um, yeah, no kidding. I said the same exact thing, Bobby. I, I, I express, I express my thoughts on that as well. And so, uh, that incident occurred shortly after the Seahawks signed him to a minimum salary deal, hoping that he could keep his personal life in order and continue uh, his career revival, which began last season with the Dallas Cowboys, but then missed the previous uh, four seasons because of NFL sus- uh, suspensions. Look, Alden Smith is such a talented defensive end and one that's just scary against opposing offenses. But this has always been an issue when it comes to per- you know when it comes to personal lives because this is why that I said. You're a professional athlete. Get the best help you possibly can. And a lot of these guys, and this always happens in the NFL. You don't hear it a whole lot in baseball or in, you know, bits and pieces of the NBA. Now, baseball's having its own, its own fair shares of suspensions and bannings and all this other stuff. Because, I mean, look at the situations we're looking at with Starling Castro and Trevor Bauer. I mean, those are, these are over-the-top cases. But when it comes to suspension for PEDs, they always have it narrowed down. It's usually always 80 to about 100 games. Then you look at the NFL, but you look at the conditions of some of these players, mentally, physically, and emotionally. And I really did like Olden Smith at the time with San Francisco, but the more and more cases started to continuously pile up, it's like there's no help. There is no help to end up um, you know, trying to at least get him to revive his career. So uh, this is interesting. So um, of course, you know, the boxing matchups that we've been seeing f- for God, however long, you know, when we watched the Paul fight against uh, Nate Robinson, we watched Logan Paul against uh, Floyd Mayweather. We watched uh, Chad Johnson and of course another fight as well. So we're getting at least another boxing match here. And so it's going to, f- it's going to feature two, former MMA legends, uh, Anderson Silva and, of course, Tito Ortiz. So they both have signed contracts to meet in an eight-round cruiserweight boxing matchup in on September 11th um, with a co-feature before Oscar De La Hoya faces Vitor Belfort. So this is interesting, but um, so Triller, of course, has been the absolute just hot trend when it comes into the boxing world. So they're getting more and more stars. So, of course, Anderson Silva and Tito Ortiz, two MMA greats and legends. Uh, Tito Ortiz, as you mentioned, the Huntington Beach bad boy, and Anderson Spider Silva, who, for him, for as long as he had been carrying the middleweight class of, you know, of the UFC, one of the greats. I mean, I think this is very, very interesting. But the one that really is interesting, Oscar De La Hoya against Vitor Belfort. Um, Oscar De La Hoya, I remember watching so many years ago. And just the presence he brought in the ring. Uh, I, I just think that, you know, honestly, when you look at Triller and what they've done in the last, um, you know, in the last couple of matches, people love this stuff. I, for one, am not ranting and raving on it bit like seriously, but I am kind of questionable about how long that this thing could even keep up. But at the same time, everybody's pushing to get their ratings up. Everybody's probably pushing to at least get some sort of, you know, payday deal or whatnot. I don't know what it may be. Um, but I think it's interesting. So uh, the LA Angels of Anaheim general manager Perry uh, Menagian reiterated Wednesday um, that there hasn't been any plans to shut down star outfielder Mike Trout for the rest of the season. 
And um, as we mentioned before, he had suffered a right calf strain, and the prognosis was six to eight weeks. But Trout has been out of the lineup now for 12 weeks since sustaining the injury. So um, this is a shaky situation. And as I've always mentioned about the LA Angels of Anaheim, there is zero support. There is zero support in this organization. They can't seem to get at least the help. They can't seem to buy themselves the help. And it shows for itself with Mike Trout. And this is one of the most disappointing things. You're talking about a three-time American League MVP. And he's not played since May 17th. So he's been out for quite some time. And it would be the 75th game that Trout has missed. And it's the longest stint in missed games out of his 11-year career. The Angels right now are just in a position. They can't get any, any sort of support. And worst of all, look, I love Mike Trout. I really, really do. And the second you try to push this type of injury and trying to get him out on the field, what are you really playing for? I mean, the A's, I mean, the A's and the Astros are still competitive teams in that within that division and then the rest of the American League. I don't understand this, but I just truly really think whatever may happen, they just got to treat Mike Trout well. All right, so that was your hot press. Coming up next, my best for last, as usual, my NFL um, division predictions as we are moving all the way up north for the AFC North. You guys do not want to end up missing what I've got, um, what I've got set in store for all of you guys for the AFC North, and what I'm I do believe um, could be very interesting in the coming weeks and what we might see for this next season. So, um, like I said before, for all of you guys who want to rep for the network and rep all of the favorite shows on the network and T-shirts like this, go online to the spotlightsportsnetwork.com through the merchandise section powered by Spreadshirt. We have so many different options, different colors, different schemes, all of it that you guys can end up matching up your favorite shows and, of course, your favorite network here on all of your social media platforms talking about sports, diehard sports fans all the way around. And if you guys end up buying your merchandises today or anytime, definitely submit your guys's picture through our social medias. And we will be happy to showcase you guys on all of our posts through media, just to give you guys personal shout outs and so much more. And we appreciate all the love and support you give to the network. Go to spotlightsportsnetwork.com merchandise section powered by spread shirt. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen. Well, first and foremost, I really do want to thank every single one of you guys for jumping on here tonight on this Wednesday night. So beautiful wherever and however you may be watching and listening. Um, I hope you guys have a great week and exciting preseason weekend coming up right around the corner for every single one of us. I cannot wait for it. Um, still got so much time doing all of these division predictions, but I appreciate every single one of you guys being here with me tonight and discussing all all that we have going on in the sports world. Always. It's always a pleasure to having, having all of you guys here and seeing every single one of your guys' likes, comments, and so much more. Definitely subscribe, share it up with your friends and family as we're getting up onto the road to 400. We are so, so close and we're trying to get to a thousand subscribers as a network as a whole. So definitely share it up, subscribe, like comment so much more. We love to hear from you guys. All right. So as I've said before, it's always the best time of year where it is the best for last segment division predictions. So we've already focused up on the NFC East. And so now we're focusing our attention up north to the AFC North. That's the Cleveland Browns, Pittsburgh Steelers, Baltimore Ravens, and Cincinnati Bengals. And this is going to be quite the tough division this year. Now, they are a middle-of-the-pack type Thing. 
Like it's it's a middle of the type little middle of the pack type division. That's who they are. And you've got Cleveland right now that there's no there is no excuses. There's no excuses this year. Baltimore has adjusted a lot of their stuff. Uh Cincinnati hoping Joe Burrow stays healthy. And the other part, what is Pittsburgh going to be doing after Big Ben is retired? They don't even have one quarterback on the depth chart that could take over as the starting quarterback for the next couple of years. You're only going to get so much out of Big Ben until it's kind of a little too late from here. But I'm going to break down this division, and I'm definitely going to give you my thoughts on who I think might take this division. Let's go take it away. All right, so number four, who I think might be finishing up in the AFC North first will be the Cincinnati Bengals. Listen, the Bengals have a lot of adjustments to do, but they are not that far away than you think. The only adjustments they really need to make, the offensive line has got to be healthy, and they've got to be clutch for a guy like Joe Burrow. Burrow suffered a a season-ending ACL and MCL tear. And, I mean, if you looked at the surgery on his knee, it looked pretty bad. Looked pretty bad. But he's making the strides to getting himself back up onto the field. Brand new unis. Plus, he's also got a brand new wide receiver that he's formerly known as Jamar Chase out of LSU. They're hoping that the connections between him and then not to mention T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and so many others on the offensive ends could produce points. But the other problem of it is the defense... The defense has been kind of burnt back and forth, but the offensive line has got to be strong with Joe Burrow. I cannot, for the life of me, build this much anxiety in knowing what may happen to Joe Burrow down the road. I would not want to see him suffer a big-time injury that's going to keep him off the field. I think he's got a lot of positive upside, could clearly play in this league, and such a, such a good poising quarterback like in his position. So I truly do think that there should be adjustments made for this Bengals team. But Zach Taylor, I'm not sure going into the gate for next year what this may hold, but I think Cincinnati, it's only right to put them forth. All right, number three, the Pittsburgh Steelers. The reason that I have this, this team in the third place uh, of this division, first of all, I know what I'm going to get out of the defense. That is not a problem. Okay, I don't have a problem with the defense. What I have a problem with, because they were so Big Ben reliant last year that he threw for over 5,000 yards, but you also look at the completion percentages that he's had amongst guys like Juju Smith-Schuster, Chase Claypool, James Washington, and then not to mention they lost James Conner and they bring in the new rookie Najee Harris. This offensive line is totally different. Marquise Pouncey's gone. Uh, Matt Filer's gone. A lot of big-time offensive line help is gone. Now they have to reload. They've got to restructure. And again, like I said, the only loss that the Pittsburgh Steelers, well, two losses that they had was Steven Nelson and Bud Dupree. But you still have TJ Watt as he was making his case known for the uh, defensive player of the year. And there are still at least a couple of other good pieces that I think can be shut down. Mika Fitzpatrick, a shutdown corner uh, and safety. So Pittsburgh may be fine for defense, but as far as offensive production, I don't think we're really going to see that much offensive productions coming out of Pittsburgh this year. That's why I have them finishing third. Number two, the Baltimore Ravens. All right, so here's what's interesting about the adjustments from the Ravens side. So they go and they expressed their draft pick and they go and get Rashad Bateman. They realized they needed an X factor at wide receiver. So they finally get one out of the draft in Rashad Bateman. And his size, his length, and of course his catching ability in that position could be a massive help for Lamar Jackson. Now, they do lose Mark Ingram, but no big deal. You still have Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins. So the run game is still not going to change because Lamar is going to run the ball majority of the time with this John Harbaugh offense. The other thing is the defense will be 
much different than what we saw because Matt Judon now a part of the Patriots and a couple of other different pieces. But you still are holding on to guys like Marcus Peters. You're still holding on to um, Marlon Humphrey and others. And you've got Patrick Queen. So Baltimore is still going to give you really good, consistent defense. And the offense, I think, is just going to be ground and pound. They're going to throw a few times. But I think majority of the time, you're going to have Marquise Brown as your as your X factor as a slot type like uh, wide receiver that's going to get open when needed to, which I think has always been his MO. But I think Rashad Bateman and Sammy Watkins are going to come into this offense where they're going to be the length guys. They're going to be the ones that are going to be good in the over-the-top passes. And then you have Mark Andrews as an X factor at tight end. So this might surprise people, but number one that I have winning this division has got to be the Cleveland Browns. There's no excuses for this next year. Kevin Stefanski has absolutely exceeded expectations for this team. You have 10 former first-round picks. You have four number one overall picks. No excuses from offensively and defensively for this Browns core. Baker Mayfield, I understand they want to give him a contract extension. But at the same time, there's a lot of pressure on his shoulders. They cannot underachieve this year because look at how far that they've gotten this past year. They get to the, the, the divisional playoffs, almost upsetting Kansas City. Like they had him right there up onto the ropes. Patrick Mahomes gets hurt, and then in comes Chad Henney, but it's all about Andy Reid and how he escalates himself out of pressures. And so... Baker Mayfield with this loaded offense of Austin Hooper, David Njoku, OBJ Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb, and Kareem Hunt. This is a very intensified Cleveland Browns team that I think is only going to get better from here. They're no longer the losers right now. They have themselves set high on the bar where they want to win more games, more than they did this past season, and they want to be proven as a contender and a threat in the playoffs. So I think they can pull it off. I think they truly can pull it off, but only time will tell and the production from Baker Mayfield's end that's only going to predict that for the coming days. So that's what I have from there from one through four. I think this is fair for me to say Cincinnati at four, Pittsburgh at three, Baltimore at two and Cleveland at uh, winning this division. Now I know it might be a little bit, you know, not over exaggerating. I'm not going to use that, but I do say um, that it's quite interesting how you could look at this division. And again, it's tough. It's the toughest that you look. And for years and years and years, um, I think it makes a lot of sense. And Cleveland, who we know is a team that has no excuses this year. A lot of pressure is on Baker Mayfield. A lot of it is. Kevin Stefanski has proven to you that he can make the adjustment out of this I wouldn't say wretched organization, but for years and years and years, they have never gotten themselves out of the well. Last year was exactly was exactly the outcome. And they're only just getting better and from here. So I'm excited for what next season may be in this division. But I think Cleveland's all in. Cleveland's all in. Pittsburgh right now needs a new offensive line. Um, and eventually a new quarterback. Baltimore needs to get their wide receivers to work for Lamar Jackson. And Cincinnati, keep Joe Burrow healthy, for God's sakes. Because I do think he has a lot of upside as a quarterback, and I love watching him play, but this is where it might get ugly. But this division, it's winner take all from here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in here on the Snake Sports Talk Show on the Spotlight Sports Network. Have a great week and a great weekend we got preseason right up around the corner and by the way we got tomorrow field of dreams baseball play between the white Sox and the yankees as well might actually have something going on from that but you guys do not want to end up missing that here but i appreciate every single one of you guys being here and we will see you guys 
next Monday. Take care, be safe, and have a great, great week. Take care.